0: everyone just a quick note before we start this episode contains scenes including sexual abuse if you or someone you know is experiencing this you can report it to the national sexual assault hotline or 1-800-565-HOPE H-O-P-E or at rain R-A-I-N-N.org.
1: you nostalgic jewelers
0: welcome to 9021 here we go the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the beverly hills 90210 franchise from fox to the cw
1: one of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021 expert i'm kendra Mickles, and i'm seeing these episodes for the first time I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all, and boy, do I remember this episode. Some today. I wish I For didn't have reasons. to watch,
0: I guess. For but many reasons. Here we are. Uh, our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, previously on X-Men, and This and Dorian Life. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Today, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 20. With this ring,
0: with this ring, which I feel, I guess it—that's the A plot. Yeah, I, I guess. almost like I feel like it's yeah. almost the B plot. But. Almost, yeah. All right, let's tune in to CU TV.
1: This year, you can replay each day at five right here on your very own news network, CU TV.
0: This episode originally aired on February nineteenth, nineteen ninety-seven birthdays to mention February 21st Denise Dowes, who of course played Mrs. Teasley turned ni- uh, 30, 39 not 39. 93 39 no. February 24th Wesley Allen Gullick who plays Willie turned 49
1: there you go you, you know have- I've been watching Insecure on uh, HBO and Denise Dows is the therapist on that show so every time I see oh. her I'm like Miss Teasley <laughs>
0: I've wanted to watch that show is it good
1: I love it. I think it's really good. Yeah. Easter Egg cracks me up and yeah. She's so funny. Really she is.
0: February 21st, the Empire Strikes Back special edition was released in theaters.
1: <laughs> what did he change yeah, sure. for this edition? What is an empire? I feel like empire is the one with the least changes. <laughs> I think some of it is just like cleaned up special effects shots and things, but I think it's the, it's the most untouched. It's of the,
0: the one three. I watch the
1: least. So I know okay. the least about okay. it. <laughs> uh-huh. still a big deal still waiting in line in theaters and like oh empire's coming out uh. very exciting times for 14 year old me
0: blood and wine with jack nicholson and jennifer lopez
1: <laughs> when i, I didn't... think of one i automatically think of the other <laughs> I, was say, I didn't
0: know they did a movie together interesting
1: well, there you go
0: I just picture, like, an executive in a boardroom being like, listen, the two biggest names right now are Jack Nicholson (laughs) and Jennifer Lopez. How how do we get them together?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Jack Nicholson, you and I both just watched The Departed recently.
0: Yes. I had seen it back in high school and I, like, hated it. Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, have, you know, (laughs) I'm a more mature person now, and I did, I did change my rating from two stars to five.
1: So whoa, yeah, that's that's an upgrade. It was an upgrade, yeah. Okay, good movie. Yeah,
0: February twenty second, Miss Evers' Boys, starring Alfre Woodard and Lawrence Fishburne, debuted on as an HBO original movie. Oh, never heard of it.
1: I have vague memories of it and I haven't seen it.
0: TV, February 22nd, Wheel of Fortune uses its classic analog board for the last time before replacing it with a high-tech touch screen. It's actually I earlier do- than I would have thought they switched to I the touch screen. I do remember
1: that. I do remember that. Yeah, when it was like all Vanna has to do is touch the screen now. <laughs> it was very high-tech.
0: February twenty-fourth, the Aaron Spelling produced drama Savannah ended its two season run. This was an hour long drama, the first hour long drama to air on the WB. Oh. Which is funny because I feel like the WB became very known for hour long yes, dramas.
1: Studsy dramas, yeah.
0: After the cancellation, Jamie Lunar was added to the cast of Melrose Place as Lexi Sterling.
1: Yeah, she was. That character. That's a weird time. That's that's like late game Melrose Place, and they kept like adding people, and it was like, ah, it's okay. We don't we don't need that. But she was just fine. throw
0: more people in there. Yeah. Music on February twentieth, Ben and Jerry's releases their legendary flavor fish food in honor of the band Fish.
1: I did not know that. I mean, it makes sense, but I did not realize that was named in honor of the band. <laughs>
0: it's spelled like the band I
1: know I mean yeah you say that and it makes perfect sense to me but I never thought about that before in my life I know very little about fish but I used to work with a guy who was like whatever the deadhead equivalent for a fish fan is he was a fish he saw them over and over and over again
0: surely we can come up with a, f- a funny fish, thing for yeah. a fish fan I don't know fish it'll come to us bait okay. <laughs> That's that's pretty good Okay. Thank February you. 24th, the Spice Girls win Best Single at the Brit Awards for their song Wannabe. As well they should. Yeah.
1: It what else would win? I don't I don't, know. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Oh, this is a weird one. This is a weird one and I'm I'm but I'm going to count it, okay? Okay. So, you know my love for Jesse Stone and all things Robert B. Parker. Right? Yes. Well, in 2013, Kendra, a new entry in Robert B. Parker's Jesse Stone series debuted. It was damned if you do. And it follows chief stone as he investigates the death of a young woman and a shady corporation, but it features a district attorney in it whose name is Aaron silver. So every time they said Aaron silver, I was like, like from 90210 <laughs> and then Jesse stone is in Boston and he runs into this cop who keeps getting in his way. The cop's name, Jim Walsh. <laughs> so that's two. So it's not a coincidence at that point. That's two. <laughs> anyway, but if you want a real sighting, uh, Years after this, in the Jesse Stone movies where Tom Selleck plays Jesse Stone, Luke Perry was in one of the movies and he plays Richard Steele, a serial killer known as the Boston Ripper. Oh, so isn't the Boston you know, is the Boston Ripper not a real Boston? I think it's Boston Strangler Jack the Ripper. Ah, uh, I'm just confused. The Boston too. Ripper. Yeah, gotcha. the book's so-so. It's not written by Parker. It's one of the ones after he dies, it's written by Michael Brandon. And it's fine, but it's uh, it's whatever. But two 90210 names in there. Come on.
0: Were Wall- someone to get into Jesse Stone, would you recommend they start at the very, very beginning? Or
1: what would you say? I think probably. Yeah. Night Passage is the first one and it's a good intro to the character and it sort of explains him landing in this sort of small New England town and and, and the backstory and everything. And it's good. I mean, it's a good, strong start. It's not the kind of series where it's like, wait till book three and then it gets good. So, yeah. (laughs) All right, cool.
0: Well, here's the synopsis for With This Ring. CUTV celebrates its 100th broadcast, but Tracy isn't in the mood to party. Still fuming, she confronts Kelly about the fact that Brandon is still holding on to the engagement ring, causing all three to reevaluate their feelings. Donna and David continue to deal with the complicating factors that are Cliff and Chloe. And finally, Valerie confronts her mom about their very dark past. Yes. Very dark
1: like it's, it's a heavy it's a heavy episode it's
0: a very heavy episode and yes. i was not prepared for
1: it yeah yeah you know when we were i mean we'll we'll get into the specifics of what we're talking about but watching it this time um and remembering like how this plays out with valerie and in, in the history with her dad here i was trying to decide if that was the plan from the beginning and I don't think so. To I, me, I this get... feels very out of the blue. Like she's yeah. been
0: so sad about her dad for yeah. like
1: seasons. I don't think there's any indication there that that something like this was going on in the writing of those early episodes. And also remember, part of the reason why she moved out was like because of her siblings, like her younger siblings who are still at home and they don't seem to exist anymore.
0: So. Right. Yes.
1: So yeah, I think, I think there's been think a lot of retcon here. I think we're looking at a couple layers of retconning Valerie's backstory here, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why we went. <laughs> I don't know to either. this place, but. Anyway. Well, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was directed by Jason Priestley. <gasps> Jason
0: Priestley by... directed this episode.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. Okay. Yes, written by Phil Sabbath. Uh, as far as main cast members, Jason Priestley pulls triple duty here because he also plays the jewelry store clerk. Oh,
0: my. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on with this guy? Is it just a young guy in makeup? I warned
1: you that I keep telling you the story of the ring is weirder than you think. And it's because, like, a, a what, Russian Jason Priestley? <laughs> no, it was German. German, German. Because
0: Steve's like, he went to this German jewelry German place. German jeweler,
1: yeah.
0: Oh yeah. my, wh- I have to go back so and watch it up, again.
1: You didn't pick up on it. You didn't even know I
0: knew, it. I knew it was not an old person. I knew okay. it was someone in makeup, but I did not recognize yeah. that it was Jason Priestley. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wild thing to
1: do. It's so weird. And it doesn't. it's not like there's something it's not like brandon's looking at some sliding door situation where like seeing this older version of himself it's just i don't know i don't know why they did it i i am aghast i've got to go back and watch it i gotta go back yeah
0: look at it again
1: (laughs) i thought maybe this time watching it i'd be like oh okay so that's why they did he's the old jewelry store guy and i have no idea and it must have been like, because they're in many of the same shots and stuff. I just imagine, like, for a 90s TV budget, that was still kind of. A I think thing
0: that maybe that's why I didn't pick up that. on it, because I would not have expected them to do
1: yeah. that. Yeah. It's very bizarre. I've never understood why it happens, but it does. So, yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we've had like in in the in the episode where they're like back in the sixties and seventies and stuff, they're playing different characters and stuff, but this is really This is a new level. Yeah. This is something just the scene between the two of them. So yeah, he's Jason Priestley is the both actors and the director in these jewelry scenes and it's just like something is <laughs> I guess I guess here. the
0: Steve Stuff makes sense with Jason Priestley directing this. Cause I feel like Steve was very goofy in this he was. episode.
1: He was. Yeah. The so. whole like subplot with, with Ryan. I like how we just had the one, like just have yeah. the kid who's a spelling. We're not going to mess with the other brother. this yeah. time. He's away watching yeah, he's, porn he's, or whatever he's doing. He's, he's, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. Uh, returning players include Nicholas Pryor as Chancellor Arnold, Randy spelling as Ryan Sanders, Greg Vaughn as Cliff Yeager, and Michelle Phillips as Abby Malone. And I, Kendra, there's so many weird coincidences with Michelle Phillips' storyline in this. Uh, so maybe just look it up. Maybe just look it up. But there's <laughs> there's weird allegations with her ex-husband or her stepdaughter. There's there's a lot going on that this is very it's, much mirrors a real life scenario. It's crazy.
0: That is, it's crazy. It,
1: that is it blew my crazy. mind. Yeah, Mackenzie Phillips has spoken about this uh, extensively in in her, in her memoir, Uh, Mackenzie Phillips, who is also on the show, but it's just this episode and this, this very dark incest plot comes out a decade before these allegations about Michelle Phillips, ex-husband, John Phillips and his daughter. Like it's very weird that Michelle Phillips has this plot. And then, you know, 10 plus years later, this whole thing comes out. So I don't want to get into it, but I feel like the the coincidence (sighs) is weird. And maybe look it up if you're interested.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we have some final appearances. Final appearance of Kane Picoy as Tom Miller.
0: See you, final Tom.
1: A- I know Natalie Sigluti as Chloe Davis. Uh, Coley Som as Judy. I feel like I've thought that before, but I'm she's gone this time. No more Judy. <laughs> uh, Michael Ryan Way as Valerie's father, and it's weird because he is credited as Peter Malone, but don't they say Victor? Don't they call him Victor?
0: Mm, I'm I, don't I don't remember. I don't remember.
1: There's, I feel like there's some weird name thing. So either Victor or Peter Malone, but this is the final time we see Valerie's dad. Uh, and then finally, we have Heather Stevens as Katie in a one-off role here. She had recurring roles on shows like Baywatch, Desperate Housewives, and The Forgotten.
0: All right, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it with this ring. We start at the Walsh house. And this opening scene, I was so confused it was it was just it was weird so valerie's dreaming and she's dreaming about someone coming into her room and she's also seeing like flashbacks of the video we saw of like her dad waving goodbye to her as she goes to prom and and this person like comes into her room and like gets in her bed and then she wakes up from this dream and it's—I don't know. It's just like very quickly you're like, "What just happened?" Yeah, because it's so out of left field for me. It is. This is not where I was expecting it to go at all. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it's odd too because we already had black and white dreams about Valerie's father's suicide, right? when this storyline first came up when she was with David and then she's like running down a hall and trying to get in the door and then like David's behind the door and they're, he's helping her and everything. So we've already done the black and white Valerie remembering the night her dad died situation. And now we're adding this new wrinkle to it, which is weird.
0: And isn't weird. it, is it this first stream that she like sees the blood on her hands? Yes. Yeah. So that was also weird too. I'm like, is she... I don't know it's it's hard to know what she's feeling because she like feels guilt about his death at the same time that all this other stuff
1: is happening so and wasn't it in the old dreams that he was like in the bathroom and she like ran in the bathroom and there was like red blood that's where she finds him yeah okay okay yeah yeah
0: anyway so she wakes up from this and she's very upset tom tries to get her to go back to sleep but she's like no i'm I'm up. And she's also stressed because her mom is coming back from San Francisco. And so they're going to have to like, Tom is like, you've got to face this. Like you have to tell your mom about this. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. All this
0: stuff. At the beach. Oh my goodness. These journal writing scenes with Kelly Mm -hmm. I just like groaned every time but she's like it's like sad it's like it's like Jimmy Fallon writing his thank you notes (laughs) Is what it's like (laughs) but it's like the sad music and she's journaling and we hear her narration and she's talking about how she just feels so alone and you know she chose to be on her own when the two guys were like, "Be with me, no, be with me." But now Dylan's in London with Brenda. Brenda reference. Still, I guess they're they're going strong in That's, London. Yeah,
1: I was trying to think. The last time was Steve's birthday, right? In yeah. Five, six. It's been a while. Whatever. It's been it is. a while. Dylan yeah. and Brenda have been together off screen for quite a yeah. while.
0: Yeah. And Brandon is in love with Tracy, so those are yeah. Kelly's only two options, and she's totally alone.
1: Yeah, and Brandon's feelings for Tracy are definitely real. Yep. And it's definitely true love. (laughs) Yep.
0: At the station, the CUTV station, they are having a production meeting to discuss their 100th episode. And Tracy is very out of it. She's like not participating. Mm -hmm. And Brandon kind of, you know, makes a, a comment about her. And so after the meeting is over... They kind of have it out like right there in the in the studio and she's, you know, talking about why is my boyfriend keeping an engagement ring for someone else? And, you know, why do you still have it? And he he just doesn't have an answer. He's like, I don't know. No. No, but he, he knows. I mean, he does know, but he yeah. doesn't give her a real yeah, answer.
1: I, I understand why Tracy's upset, but not cool the way she is in the meeting and stuff. I thought it was very petulant. and yeah. I don't know. Unprofessional. Exactly, Kendra.
0: Yeah. So he tries to give her an out for the episode. He's like, if you don't want to do it, like, just don't. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'll be here. I'm going to do it.
1: Uh
0: At the student union, Claire and Donna are talking about the David situation, which I feel like has escalated since the last episode
1: (laughs) because she's
0: fully about to go on a date with Cliff.
1: Right. And Claire kind of calls her on it.
0: Yeah, but like, how is that not? I mean, she's cheating on David, right? They're because they're together.
1: It's yes, just weird. I mean, in the in the Luther Vandross episode, when he kind of like goes out with Chloe afterwards, and he's like, "No, Donna's not feeling well. She's just going to go home." It was kind of a. It was certainly not a breakup, but it was like not a cool move on David's part. But I didn't know that it was like a so now we're seeing other people kind of thing. I
0: it's yeah. weird. Well, Donna says she's sick of people like seeing her and David
1: as this unit. Yeah. And she just wants to to live her own life. So she's going to yeah, go on well, the state. I'm sick of her and David as well. <laughs> Remember when uh, when Donna broke up with uh, oh, what's his face? Paperheart. What's his name? Joe. When she broke up with Joe and she had this whole thing about like, no, Joe I'm going to forge my own path. I'm yeah. going to be my own woman. Yep. Everything's Donna from now on. And then like the next episode she's like, but which boy Do do I completely subjugate myself to? I don't know. Uh, It took
0: me a while to understand what Paper Heart
1: meant. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He had had a a heart condition. Yeah. He had a bad heart. Yeah. Yeah.
0: At the Walsh house, Ryan, I guess, is staying there for a while by himself. I don't know this. I don't don't know the situation, but he likes this girl named Kate or Katie or whatever her name is. And. He's coming to Steve for suggestions because he's very nervous about this date. So Steve suggests that they go to the Santa Monica Pier because there's a Ferris wheel and all sorts of fun stuff to do there. And he even suggests that they go on a double date to the Santa Monica Pier. And Ryan is all for it. He thinks that's a great idea. Valerie's mom arrives. What is Valerie's mom's name? Abby. 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 Abby Malone arrives back from San Francisco. Valerie is still very unhappy to see her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Abby asks again if she will sign the papers for this second mortgage she wants to take out on the house. And Valerie still says no. So Abby says, well, I'm flying back to Buffalo tomorrow. I'm going to stay in a hotel. Like, I don't think I should stay here. It's very, uh, very hostile
1: Mm -hmm.
0: hostile moment at the CUTV studio at the they're at the end of their 100th broadcast so we don't really get to see the broadcast but the chancellor is there and he's giving brandon a plaque because of their 100th episode or yeah something yay and so
1: he calls brandon like the news director and the acting station manager or something so that kind of answers that question about (laughs)
0: <laughs> Brandon presents the plaque to Tracy, who accepts it and gives the the sign off for the episode. And the chancellor has to read like the final words yeah. off the cue card, and it's it's very funny because he just reads it so matter of fact.
1: Yeah, and reads the things like in parentheses that yeah. he's not supposed to read. He's basically you, Kendra. Just yeah, whatever's written in front of him. whatever's Let's written, I yeah. will say it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: donna is there with cliff um
1: makes perfect sense of course what
0: a what a fun date to the yeah. to the 100th episode
1: i every time i see cliff i'm like i've never seen this man before <laughs> never seen him before and to me he's indistinguishable from uh, dick harrison <laughs> and <laughs> and uh tom like they all yeah. are just, it's the same person that's the same person and Whichever one we're calling him in the moment is who he's playing. But it's one guy. That's yep. that's, that's my headcanon.
0: Yeah. Tom is there with Valerie and asks her if she talked to her mom. And she says no. Like, once she got there, she just couldn't. She couldn't do it. She couldn't yep. talk about it. Yep. And Tom kind of pushes her on it. He's like, "You you really, really need to do this. But Valerie shuts him down. Kelly and Brandon have a little moment in the hallway and they like exchange pleasantries, but it's like kind of awkward mm-hmm. and it is. they're like, yeah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Kelly
1: and, and Brandon seem to only have chemistry when when it's like a quasi an affair. Yeah. You know, it's like they're with other people and suddenly they have chemistry. They need the they danger. And,
0: they yeah, need they the explain. wrongness. They do.
1: but it was fun because they did. They were vibing and I liked it because it's been a while.
0: Yep. So as they're talking, Tracy comes out into the hall and sees them together and she, you know, she's very upset and she tries to leave and she's like, Brandon is, he's not being honest. Like, how can you be honest with that? It's hard to be honest with other people if you can't be honest to yourself. Mm -hmm. And Kelly's just kind of like, whoa, yeah, yeah. (laughs) what did I just step into? Yeah, But he tells Brandon that he should go after her. And so he Mm -hmm. does.
1: Leaving Kelly sad in the hallway. She, she's probably going to write about this in her journal. Probably. Planner? It's it's hard to say what it is.
0: <laughs> At the Santa Monica Pier, Donna and Cliff have joined Steve and Claire and Ryan and Katie for a date. A triple, triple date, date, I guess, <laughs> it's turned into.
1: Yeah, perfectly fine when Donna has a boyfriend.
0: Steve and Claire are kind of watching... Donna and Cliff, and Steve's like, what about David? But Claire says, this is a double standard. Like, he hangs out with Chloe all the time. Why isn't Donna allowed to hang out with Cliff?
1: Yeah, which is kind of like, that's that's Claire having Donna's back because Claire was not feeling that way when it was just the two of them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Ryan and Katie kiss. Ooh. So that's exciting for Ryan, I guess. And Steve is happy to see it. Donna calls Stephen Claire S and C, and I don't know why. I thought that was really funny. Just <laughs> like, "Hey S I was like, yeah, "No, just... don't cut, yeah. don't do that again." It is
1: funny. It is funny.
0: The ADR in all of these Santa Monica Pier oh. scenes is is bad. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it made all of the lines yeah. seem like, "Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you?" It was yeah. it was rough it was rough to watch i wish
1: people could have seen those robotic hand motions you were doing because that really sold it for insert me.
0: robot hands
1: yeah
0: so ryan pulls steve aside and asks him for a condom
1: Ooh. because
0: things are about to get a little steamy yeah that's right steve that's right. is a little too excited about this yeah. i think yes he yes. is very excited that like. ryan is about to have sex yes so they have this like whole conversation about you don't borrow condoms like you're not gonna give it, you're not gonna give it back to the person you borrow it from and um, he's apparently this is apparently going to be happening the next night because her parents are going to be out of town and she invited him oh, over. Oh, perfect time. Yep. Back at Tracy's dorm, Brandon is at, you know walk Tracy back to her dorm and he says again you know I don't know why I'm keeping the ring. I don't have an answer for you. And Tracy says that he's cheating on her. Mm. Like she says, I'm upset with you because you're cheating on me. Like you're telling me you love me, but you actually love somebody else. And she demands to know if he loves her. And what is, what does he say? He
1: says he basically like in the whole conversation, he's like, well, I wish it was that simple. I wish I had an answer for you. Yeah. Like he never says, no, I don't love her. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know like I have not personally been in that situation but I feel like if I was and the other person if I was like you said you love me but are you still in love actively still in love with your ex and they were like yeah I don't don't know if they couldn't give me
0: a straight answer
1: that would be like okay I I think we're done then the self-respecting thing to do would be well then this is done until you know the answer to that question And maybe forever. But I don't think it's just like, well, I'll be right here in case you decide you love me. Well,
0: I guess right in this scene, this is like a breakup because she says she like says bye, Brandon. And he says bye. And then later on, they're both like, we broke up. Yeah. So I guess she's breaking up with him.
1: Kind of. Yeah, kind of.
0: They're both being wishy-washy.
1: They are. But I think it's clear. I mean, Brandon at least has has very conflicting feelings when they're at, when they're past the "I love you" stage. It's just too late, man. Yeah, you know.
0: Yep. Back at the pier, Cliff kisses Donna, and she she pulls away. She's like, oh, "I don't know. She doesn't feel right about it," and she says, "You know, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt David."
1: Uh-huh. Her but boyfriend. But
0: Yeah, her boyfriend. Right. But Cliff's like, well, I'm not playing around. Like, I'm in it for real. And they kiss some more. Uh So, cool. At the Hollywood Hills house, Chloe and David are hanging out. Chloe is playing the piano. And David was trying to call Donna, but he obviously isn't getting in touch with her because she is out. And so he's... He's bummed that she's out with Cliff. Like, he knows yeah. she's out with Cliff.
1: Right. And he's right. really
0: bummed about it. And Chloe's like, well, she's cheating on you. Like, forget her. But he. That's not terrible advice. And, yeah, it's not. He tells Chloe that Donna is a virgin. So she's like, you know, because ah. he says, well, I That's know they're no, not. I know they're sleep not everything. sleeping yeah, together. Uh, and yeah. she says, how do you know that? And so he has to tell her. So. People are
1: so comfortable talking about Donna's sexual history. Of yeah. the show. <laughs> They're like, hey, you know what Donna's never done? No, no, no. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> okay. We have another dream. So Valerie is again dreaming about her dad. And he comes into her room and sits on her bed and says awful things. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so awful. It it's like an episode of Criminal Minds. It's... It it's not fun. So she yeah. wakes up and decides that she has to deal with this. So she mm-hmm. heads over to her mom's hotel and her mom invites her in and something is said about her being a sound sleeper. I forget how it's a yeah. it's a very smooth segue into this conversation. Yeah. But Valerie says something like you must have been a really sound sleeper because you... Never, Didn't you know, know heard was coming into my room, what was what, what was said. happening. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she she flat out says he had been coming into her room for years and <gasps> raping her, basically. Yes. And yes. that she never did anything about it. And immediately Abby is like, you're a dirty liar. That's yeah, not true. Yeah. Well, she she eventually it leads up to a slap. But but yeah, doesn't believe her at all. Uh He's like, she was a good man. He was a good man. He would never do that. Like what what reason would she have to Uh to make this up? She's like, you were wild. You were, you know, not a good kid and stuff like that. So, yeah, Valerie says, you know, as much as I hated him, like I hated you more because you weren't doing anything about it. And she slaps her and says, like, go to hell or something. And Valerie says, I've been in hell since I was 11 years old. It's so heavy. It is. It's I feel like maybe this is the heaviest thing ever on the show. Do you think there's been a lot of heavy things on this show?
1: I yeah, I can't think of anything that would compare It's again, just because there's
0: been there was no build up to it. It's just no. like all of a sudden this is what we're dealing with.
1: No. Yeah. Well
0: it, mm-hmm. back at Kelly Donna Claire's, more diary writing with Kelly narrating. She's like, if Brandon and I aren't are meant to be together, then why aren't we together? Mm-hmm. She's so sad, so angsty. Yes, yeah, she is. Donna brings her some coffee and they talk about the whole Cliff David dynamic. And Donna's kind of having the same thing like, you know, well, if she really loves David, why does she have such feelings for Cliff? Mm-hmm. And um, Kelly says this is the Emily Valentine syndrome. Yeah. So if you'll remember, Brandon was with Emily Valentine the night that Kelly got burned in the fire. Yeah.
1: When they were dancing with those tacos. Yeah.
0: Yes. And it's the same (laughs) thing. It's the (laughs) same thing because David was with Chloe when.
1: Donna was attacked.
0: When Donna was attacked. Right. Yes. And um, so they also talk about Kelly has been thinking about Brandon, but she says, you know, she's not going to do anything about it. He knows how I feel. Uh If he wants to do something about it, he will.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, to Kelly's point, Donna's like, you should tell him. And Kelly's like, sis, I have told him. Yeah. She's like, I told him after Colin and I told him whenever she told him the second time when she was in the hospital that time. And she's like, so, you know, how many more times do I got to say it if he wants to act on it? He's going to. And it is a good point because. I feel
0: like Kelly's been clear. I think she has.
1: Yeah. And he just, I don't know. At the.
0: At the Walsh house, Claire is unhappy that Steve is just going to give Ryan a condom and say, have fun. No talk about sex or how to... <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so when Ryan comes into the kitchen, Claire just like immediately broaches the subject with him and is like, hey, tonight's the big night, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a big deal. Yeah. And Steve says, I was going to talk to him after breakfast. So she says, well, let's eat. Breakfast is ready.
1: I don't know. Was it this scene where Claire was talking about, like, you know, being wary of teenagers and sex? And Steve says, I seem to remember when you were a teenager, you handcuffed yourself to Brandon's bed. So (laughs) you're not one to talk. I thought that was a pretty funny callback as well. Yeah. (laughs) That's so weird to think about at this point. I know. I know. I still don't understand why they introduced Claire the way they did and was like, no, she's smart and serious who would never do anything kooky. It's like they <laughs> wanted her because she was kooky and then instantly stripped that away. So yeah. I, I don't get it.
0: At the Peach Pit, poor, sad Brandon is drinking his coffee and being sad because, mm-hmm. as he tells Nat, he lost something important to him because he couldn't let yeah. go of the past. That's right. Nat immediately knows that he's talking about Tracy and yeah. Kelly.
1: Nice to have Nat back, by the way. Yeah, Nat's back for this
0: teeny tiny little scene.
1: Yep.
0: And so Nat, it seems like, is trying to get him, like, towards Kelly. But Brandon ends up deciding he's going to return the
1: ring. Yeah, Brandon's like, I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago. And Nat's like, talk to Kel. And he's like, take back the ring. And Nat's like, darn it, that's not, no. Not what I meant. Not what I meant.
0: At the Peach Pit After Dark... Abby comes to see Tom to talk to him about the yeah. situation. And she, at first, is like, you know what? I can't talk about this. Never mind. But he says, you know, I know.
1: Tom's like, I know. If that helps, I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> he Not only does he know, he knew while it was happening. Yeah. Um. So two people who didn't yeah. help. Well, right. I guess... As they're talking, Abby says that she didn't know. She said she had no clue.
1: Yes. I think we are meant to believe that also. I think we I are don't...
0: meant to believe yeah. that also. I
1: it's a tough sell. It's
0: tough it's it's very tough because surely yeah. there are signs of such things, but you I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. But anyway, um so Valerie comes in as they're having this conversation and Abby asks, you know, why didn't you tell me? And Valerie says, well, you know, the first time was just what it was. And then after that, like, I thought I would get in trouble. And then apparently he was telling her that her mom was saying that she had to do this. So she Mm -hmm. thought her mom was in on it.
1: Right. Right. Um, Which adds a layer of darkness. Yes.
0: And she says that eventually she and Tom decided That they were gonna, you know, Tom was helping her do something about it, and so she told her dad that she was gonna go to the police, and that's why he Mm -hmm. shot himself. Mm -hmm. So that's why she has felt these feelings of, I guess, guilt that he's dead because she's the one who, uh, well, (laughs) not she. I mean, he caused the situation, but, but yeah, it was her. Saying that she was going to go to the police that caused him to do that, um,
1: because he's a coward,
0: right? Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, what a what a scumbag of a human being. Yes. So, do they hug it out here? I can't remember. Yeah, if it, I,
1: I, yeah I think it's kind of a tentative. Like, okay, well, maybe we can make.
0: This yeah, work. and and Abby is seems to be apologetic and now believe. Yeah.
1: Valerie, about what happens. It's happened. like the pieces are falling into place for her. Like yeah. looking back, I think is is the impression that we're supposed to get.
0: At Kelly Donna Claire's, Tracy comes to see Kelly, and she Ugh. tells, <laughs> "I know,
1: I... not Ugh. cool. This is such a gross." It's, I mean, it's true to Tracy's character. She's just yeah. kind of like. I'm a little baby doll and you're in my way. And don't you want baby to be happy? Don't so hate it. I <laughs> well, hate Tracy it so
0: has much. always, I feel, done this kind of stuff. She like, has. She's always kind of inserted herself and said yeah. things that maybe shouldn't be said.
1: That are not her place to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So she comes to talk to Kelly. She tells Kelly that they broke up. She tells her about the engagement ring, which Kelly didn't know about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... She said, well, at first I was coming here to tell you, like, I'm bowing out. You and Brandon go be happy together. But I can't do that because yeah. I'm in love with him. Yeah. And she says, it isn't fair. You broke up with him, but you didn't let him go. And you Which need to. Which is not
1: true, by No, the way. not true I at definitely all. Definitely let him go. But yeah, okay.
0: she did. And she says, you know, Brandon and I could be happy together, but you need to make up your mind. Yeah. Which,
1: I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Not quite I, you know, when, when I was watching this scene, my thoughts were as follows. Number one, man, I hate Tracy. <laughs> Number two, I wish that we weren't still traing, playing Tracy as, like, an innocent. Yeah. I wish that, like, at this point, can we just have Tracy be a villain? That's what I want to see. I feel like if it was Tracy was like, look, I'm going to keep these two apart because I want Brandon. Like, that I could respect that, you know what I mean? Like in a in, in like a TV soap opera kind of way, I could get behind that, and I think it would be kind of fun to be like, "Oh, that Tracy," but I think we're supposed to like empathize with her. I think we're supposed to like her, you know? I think and so I just too. Don't, but I don't. Yeah, I don't either. But I think if it was like, "Oh, game on, Tracy's bad now," I I would be like, "All right, let's see how this plays out." But that's not what we get.
0: Nope. Nope. okay at the walsh house ryan and steve are awkwardly sitting in the kitchen and steve finally broaches the subject of sex and tries to you know it's 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 a it's funny and they kind of are like maybe I, i don't know like i'm really nervous so maybe i should wait and steve's like Yes. Yes, yes. that's like, yes, what you wait, should do. Let's just wait. That's How funny. about that? And Ryan yeah. seems very relieved because he's like, you yeah. know, all the other guys like say that they're doing all this stuff, is it okay for me to wait? And Steve's like, yeah, yeah. just just wait.
1: Yeah.
0: Kelly comes over to talk to Brandon and at first Steve won't really say where he's gone but she pushes him and so she he says that he went to a little german jewelry store to return the engagement ring Uh and kelly is like ah i know just the german jewelry Uh, store yeah
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) so she's off to find brandon at the hollywood hills house Chloe has heard from Luther's manager who yes. she sent a demo to or something mm-hmm. that he liked the demo and wants Chloe and David to come out to New York to record or perform or something. Yeah. And David is says, like, I can't go to New York. Like, why did you do this? I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I told you I had it handled, but Chloe wanted to, to move a little faster She said she's tired of taking things slow and she like
1: slowly (laughs) unzips her shirt. Her vest. Yeah. like a little vest. She unzips it and she's like, does a bra change your mind?
0: (laughs) Honestly, if if that had been her original outfit, I feel like that wouldn't have been weird. (laughs) I I, know. I thought the same thing. (laughs) Just like like, unzipped with the bra. Yep. Yep. And David repels her advances he she's like i can give you what you want donna can't give you what you want mm-hmm. but david says no that. get out of
1: here i'm just they're so inconsistent with david because sometimes david's like i will do anything for sex and other times he was like you gorgeous woman wanting to have sex with me how dare you how dare you this you. know, is how dare you scenario." yeah video.
0: So she he tells Chloe to leave and she says, fine, I'll go to New York by myself. But before she can leave the house, Donna knocks on the door and he tells Chloe to go hide. Donna um, wants to talk through everything. But then, of course, Chloe comes to the door with her shirt, the, the vest completely off. The She's vest is gone. It's just just a bra. Just, it's bra. just a bra.
1: And it's like, yeah. oh, Donna. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And David does that thing where he's like, but I... Donna, no, I can't. It's not what it looks Dante. like. I can't talk. Doesn't chase her. It. Doesn't. No. no, no. No, like, what
0: are you doing, Chloe? You crazy mm-hmm. person.
1: Yep, yep. I mean, as soon as David was like, Donna's here, why don't you take you and your bra into my bedroom? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, my dude? What
0: are you doing? Great. Like,
1: she's going to quietly hide in there. Right, I know. Like, Chloe's going to play ball. and Don- Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Valerie comes to see her mom at the hotel and she says that she's changed her mind. She'll sign the papers but Abby has decided she's gonna sell the house now that she yeah. knows that's everything. yeah, That's a good call. Valerie says that she believes her that she didn't know uh-huh. and Abby says, you know that's great, but she's she's never gonna forgive herself for not knowing and not doing something about it maybe
1: maybe a good call
0: uh, yeah agreed <laughs> all right at this freaking jewelry store
1: oh my gosh so much boom mic in this scene but a
0: lot I
1: noted so it so much because yeah. it's a lot so well, Jason Priestley can't keep an eye on that he's <laughs> playing two characters you're running the whole show <laughs> he's running the craft services uh, table off camera like he can't
0: so this jeweler, who is Jason Priestley, as yeah. in makeup, um, recognizes Brandon because Brandon has been in several times. Like when he yeah. bought the ring, and he also came back and was going to to uh, return, return the ring, ring before, mm-hmm. but then decided not to, and now he's back again. But the his whole vibe is like, oh, I know things, and I know yeah. the future, and I know. I I know all about love and romance. He's like,
1: Please don't tell me my business. I know all about your love life. Yeah. It's very
0: <laughs> I literally really wrote in my notes, is this a young guy with old makeup?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. Sure is. Uh,
0: so he asked Brandon, Well, hey, how about a, how about you exchange it for a bracelet? And then asked, you know, are you ready to exchange your past for your future? And as he's Doing this, Kelly arrives outside and is watching through the window, but, like, can't go in. And so Brandon doesn't exchange the ring. But when he comes outside, he sees Kelly. And they have another, like, like what was the point of her chasing him? Because he's like, yeah, I came to exchange the ring. And she's like, oh, good. Like, you should exchange yeah. the ring. At this point, just declare your love
1: for each other. I know. And the dialogue wasn't crisp enough either. Like, if it was a situation where what he said made her think that he'd already returned the ring. But I don't really think that's how it plays. And yeah, it's just kind of like, if that's what you want, that's what you should do. And Brandon's like, well, if that's what you want me to do, that's what I should have done. And
0: they say, they both say, it's too much. Like, we shouldn't,
1: we can't. It's too much. Too much. Is it? Is it too much? They have no baggage at all. No, it's not too much. I forgot
0: to say earlier, to Nat, Brandon also says the same thing Kelly said. He says, she knows how I feel. If she wants to be together, she'll tell me. Yeah. So they're they're both thinking that.
1: Yeah. But Brandon's, again, Brandon's proposal was so lame. And I don't think Kelly has the reason to think that Brandon's into her. I really don't.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: (sighs) I guess he's going to
0: exchange the ring then. Yeah. yeah, At the the peach pit after dark, Valerie and Tom have a moment together. She says, you know, I just need, I need that part of my life to be done and over with. Like, I don't want to think about it ever again. Yep. And Tom says, well, does that mean me too? And, and, it turns out the answer is yes she says yes. every time i look in your eyes i can't help but see him and yeah. she also says the same thing that brandon and kelly just said she says it's just too much yeah and i don't know if they She's, meant to parallel that or what i don't know
1: but it doesn't make sense to parallel something i know it doesn't but they use this exact feeling. same I words know. it is really strange it is really strange i do think valerie's right i mean yeah yeah there's no way to separate those two events like in her mind and that it's, it's like the healthy choice for her to be like, so let's just, yeah. And
0: Tom very quickly is like, well, I guess I'm leaving town.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Guess I'm fired. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it takes a lot to keep old Tom down. You know, Kelly was like, this is through. And he's like, great Valerie. Um, you know, and here he's off again. So,
0: so they have one more drink for the road. Brandon goes to see Tracy and tells her that he returned the ring and he gives her the bracelet that he exchanged the ring for. Mm -hmm. And instantly all is forgiven. She's like, red flags gone. Yep. And the last last scene is poor, lonely, sad Kelly walking on the beach and telling her diary that she bought the ring that Brandon exchanged
1: yeah she's like maybe I paid too much for something no one will ever see but I just couldn't bear to have anybody else have it
0: yeah and she's wearing it on a chain around her neck
1: it plays corny but I have to tell you I was a hundred percent into this in 1997 (laughs) everything from them being like just tell each other you love each other and then her having the ring I was like oh oh romance (laughs) all in it was Love. all in kendra i don't i don't
0: hate that she bought the ring i mean it yeah. is a little corny but uh i it's interesting that she yeah. would do that so it i is. wasn't expecting that
1: it is yep so oh, that's the episode gosh. it is it is uh <laughs> 90210 snap kendra i, <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. i'll give it to the scene with valerie and her mom in the hotel room yes. I, you're right but I'm gonna say Kelly being like, "I shall have this ring." Uh, to me, it <laughs> yeah. was very soapy, and like the voiceover and everything was very soapy, yeah, in a fun way. Verdict on the episode, Kendra? I, I don't know.
0: I, I don't want to say it was done well. It wasn't done not well, I guess. But I also, no, f- I, I feel like it was unnecessary. Like, why?
1: Why are yes. we doing this? It's a. I think it's a complicated one to rate because. You're right. I mean, I also feel like the the layering with Tom and her history, like Abby's response to it, like how it all comes out. Um, I do think it's, it's, it's relatively well-written and the performances are believable and everything. But I just can't get over the fact that, like, they have kind of systematically weakened Valerie's character. Yeah. You know, like the first, especially that first season, but I would say the first maybe two seasons that she was there she is just this strong wild card who comes in and is just like i gonna mean, just to do what i want you know mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna play by your little rules and i'm not gonna like follow these societal norms i just like am what i am and she has this background where it's like that's part of the character and everything and we keep peeling that away we keep being like you know here's valerie so desperate for ray and here's valerie like mooning over colin and she's so like beholden to all these things to kenny all this stuff and now we add this extra layer of her being sexually abused as a teenager and it kind of you can't help but like reassess the character and all the things she did through that lens and i just think that's such a shame because she was such a strong character and not that this not that this makes her like this wouldn't make her a not strong person but i think from a writing standpoint to retcon something like yeah that and make this be in the past just kind of cheapens what was done in those early seasons that that really worked
0: like we're to the point where she's she's jolening uh kelly she's like begging her not to yes. steal her guy exactly. from her like i feel exactly. like the the valerie of a couple yeah. seasons ago would not have done that so yeah
1: and i think had they Introduce this concept as part of her backstory of moving here, and we were doing this in that first season that Valerie was here. I think that I would be a lot more open to it as a development, but that clearly was not what they were doing, or maybe that was in their minds, but they were like, "We'll never get away with that," so we're not even going to tell. Well, it them. wasn't. I mean, yeah, it absolutely. wasn't clear, for sure. Yeah, but it's. But it's not there, and I think that's my biggest problem with it. Just that this was kind of put on this character, and it forces you to to look at it through that lens in a way that I just don't think serves the character well. Mm. Yeah, so, I agree. I guess my verdict is negative. I yeah thought Steve and Ryan and Claire. I thought that was all very fun and funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was. And I mean, I guess I like that we're getting back into the whole Kelly, Brandon, Tracy triangle, but it's not an effective triangle. I was yeah, really ready for thing. this to be the end of Tracy
0: and then at the end they get back together and I was like, great, awesome.
1: It's This is a this is a show that has two very legendary love triangles on it and this Tracy Kelly Brandon thing is just so weak. Yeah. It's hard not to compare it to like, because we're, we're referencing it in this episode, Dylan, Brandon, Kelly, and of course the classic uh, Kelly, Brandon, Dylan, that this is just like, whatever, because nobody yeah. likes Tracy. Nobody <laughs> wants Brandon to be with Tracy. Nobody is like, maybe he'll choose Tracy. Everybody's yeah. like, running out the clock. On yeah. That's just boring to watch.
0: And so. we're done with this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, complicated, complicated episode. Mm-hmm. Whew. All right. Well, next time uh, we'll be watching episode twenty-one, Straight Shooter, which I think is not streaming again. So this has been a real roller coaster of what's streaming and what's not. So great. Best of luck. I keep checking out the DVDs from the library. People are going to be like, "Why are the circulations so high?" And I don't know. But you know, keep them better. high. You do. All right. Uh, in the meantime, you can catch me every other week on this Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast, right here on the Radio Meanwhile Network. Kendra
0: i miss MissMusebox91 on Twitter, and I guess I feel like officially we're in a hiatus on my okay. other podcast. Gotcha. I feel like enough time has passed, right, mm-hmm. that we should say hiatus. Um, I mean t-
1: you did an episode in August which is the month did
0: we, we? Remember, okay well then maybe not let's hold you off did. on the term oh, yeah. hiatus yeah. but my other <laughs> you one
1: in September you're still you're okay still, like,
0: one a month yeah yep. my other podcast is called 90s music got me like and we talk about 90s music so that's right.
1: 100 plus uh, episodes so yep. lots to listen to
0: yep for sure
1: <laughs> okay onward and upward Kendra
0: yes 902 and here we go